Sparks. We have new intro music, and it is very exciting. An exciting episode ahead for us tonight. Me, Butsy, and Jordan are going to be doing an emergency podcast to recap what is the crazy development of the PGA and Live merger. All right. I'm here with Butsy and Jordan, the resident golf guys on the pod. I mean, they do everything, but golf is something that I think they got, they are the smartest in terms of all of our friends about um, for sure. So we're going to be talking about PGA and live merging under a new yet to be agreement um, or yet to be named agreement, sort of like the UFC and WWE merger earlier this year under the Endeavor group. Um, This is huge. I want to start with Butsy because I talked to him about it already and I know he knows the most so far. So I'm just going to give you the floor. Go ahead and talk about why this is big and what this means for golf. Well, let's just talk about how it went down. Um, Because I think that's arguably the biggest miss, like the biggest mishap on the, on on part of the PGA about how this all went down. So this morning um, around nine 30, the news broke that the PGA and live were, you know, coming together uh, and creating, I guess, um, whatever, maybe a new league, a new, a new name, a new entity uh, for golf. And the players had zero idea this was happening. There was no conversation with the players. Everyone found out at the same time. I know Colin Morikawa found out on Twitter. Um, so that, that says something. And a bunch of players got emails around 930 saying, uh, from the from the um the PGA president uh Monahan Mon- Jim Jim Monahan Monahan yeah. something like that, um, basically saying that the PGA and Live were coming together, and the golf world went up in an absolute frenzy. Uh, this is just absolutely huge. I'm gonna give my brief syn- uh, synopsis on it. I think it's just absolutely ridiculous that you have a bunch of PGA guys that stayed loyal to the PGA and what golf kind of stands for. And what golf has been for for so many years, and the history behind it, and the great tournaments that make golf, you know, really historical and and um and loved by so many, uh, to and they declined hundreds of millions of dollars. So many mediocre players, um, whether it's older in their careers, I'm obviously not saying they're mediocre; they're fucking PGA Tour pros. But younger guys and older guys who could really benefit from going to live and making an insane amount of money wanted to stay in the PGA Tour to stay loyal to what golf is. And uh, try to, you know, try to, and they love playing in these tournaments and love playing in the majors, but they missed out on hundreds of millions of dollars. And the guys who went got insanely fortunate because they went and made a couple hundred million dollars playing a year for live, <laughs> excuse me. And now it gets to come back to the PGA. So I, I, I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> excuse me. It makes sense. Honestly, it really overall does make sense, but I think there's a lot of parties that got screwed in this. I completely agree. I the thing that's craziest about this is this has immediate impacts and big impacts, widespread impacts. It's not like the UFC and WWE merger where it's two parent companies merging under one group, but nothing happens to the the product, right? This will have inherent effects of the product. This would be like merging UFC and WWE and then immediately all of the guys are in one are like in the same promotion and now they come in and fight each other. You know, that would be yeah. extremely weird. And that's what this is like. And we've never really seen that before. And honestly, the only thing we've seen similar to this is the ABA and NBA merger in the 70s, where that brings players like that brings Dr. J into the league. And that brings players of his caliber, all those types of players in. So there's a lot of implications. There's a lot of new things that are going to happen. 
And one thing that's scary about it is we don't know anything that's going to happen right now because nothing's been said and it's all up in the air. So Jordan, what's your biggest fear for this merger? I don't know if it's a fear, to be honest. I think my biggest takeaway is kind of the hypocrisy that we're seeing from Jay Monahan and the PGA because for this entire last year, we've heard them say that um, Saudi backed a Saudi backed golf league is corrupt. Um, the Saudi government has human rights issues and just like a, a deep history of um, treating human rights like it's you know just not important. And now they merge with Live and. The PIF, I think, is the major investor, which is basically the Saudi bank. Um, so basically, golf is controlled now by the Saudi money that that was controlling Live and that Jay Monahan and the PGA were so against, and that all the PGA players who stayed were so against. And now it's just I, I don't know how Jay Monahan can come out for a whole year talk about the Saudi money, how corrupt the government is, how corrupt the country is, and then make a move like this. And and he also, like, he mentioned um, 9-11 survivors, like, in this past year and, like, how it's disrespectful to them and how live players should apologize for being, um, for playing for, you know, the Saudis. And, yeah, I don't know how he survives this personally. I think he's probably i just don't understand because the players are are going to be in an uproar against him so i think that's my biggest takeaway the thing is in terms of golf and in terms of viewership and in terms of what we want to see as a product this is probably what we want to see yes um it's just the, the problem is where the money's coming from yeah that you you said it perfectly there and i mean it's not even he's also taking shots when the live guys are on the same tour as the PGA guys. So like, for instance, the masters, right. You can see that the live guys aren't getting, they, they didn't get a ton of, you know, going into the, like in the, in the buildup, right. In the opening kind of ceremonies and things of that nature, like the dinner and all that before the actual event itself or during the actual event, before they actually played golf, the live guys aren't getting a ton of screen time you know, they're not being heavily promoted or as promoted as the PGA guys by they got they got talked about in a completely different light. And yeah. in my opinion, rightfully so. And now the the PGA is just they did I mean, they're just going that, back on their word. Yeah. They, they did a deal with a devil that they made essentially, or that they were calling out and saying, This is the devil for the last year, right? And then now they just yeah. made a deal with him. And it's insane because there is some truth. To what he's saying in terms of the money coming from the Saudis, the way that that country has been run famously with the human rights issues, you're sort of playing with oil and blood money, which, you know, we're not in a position to talk about, but it does have to be mentioned that these are questionable. It's sort of like watching a FIFA World Cup in in Qatar where they are very against homosexuality and things of that nature and are openly, you know, killing people like that. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens because um, now an American, well, not, not normal. It's the, uh, the biggest golf company in America or promotion in America is now backed by Saudi Arabian money. So I, I have a couple of things. One on terms of the product, this, this is probably the best um, getting all the players, the world's best players under one roof again, I think is great for the game. Yes. Um, I'm, 
I guess I do have a fear. I, I have a fear that golf isn't going to be the same. Like, I really hope that these live events aren't like carried over into what golf is now. Like, I really enjoy the Thursday through Sunday. I know it's a, it's a grind and players talk about it, but that's what has made golf golf. And that's what made it so popular um, for, for however long it's been played, which has been a really long fucking time. So I, I guess I do have a little bit of a fear that the type, the style of golf might change a little, um, which would diminish the, you know, the, I guess the integrity of the game. But overall, I think getting all the players on a, one roof is, is great again. Um, I, I can't wait to watch DJ. I can't wait to watch Brooks all the time. I mean, Brooks obviously just won the PGA and choked in the Masters. He's playing some of the best golf on the planet right now, if not the best golf on the planet. Um, so to get those guys back would be great. Um, but I, I really just want to see I want to I want golf to stay golf, if that makes sense. I really don't want it to change into what Liv was, where it's basically just a party um, where there's music blasting the whole time backswings and, and it's just an absolute you know pandemonium um so I, I my my main concern is that golf is not going to be golf i don't know if that's going to happen i would assume that you know the pga rules would be you know they, they would stay the same and i and i just think that the saudi money would just go to having bigger purses for the players i think that might be the only thing that would um you know, change. I think the purse would be bigger, which is great for the players, which is great for the game. It makes it a bit more competitive, more enticing. Uh, but I, I just want golf to say golf for the for the hundredth time. And that's what's so beautiful about the game is that it hasn't changed exponentially since it was invented. I mean, the equipment's better. The players are the best they've the ever format. been. The format, but the main, the base of golf, the traditions. The golf is rooted in traditions. It's one of the most tradition heavy games it's that it's that in baseball in terms of following history and following tradition the masters itself is the re, is as big as it is because it's a tradition and you can directly trace its lineage all the way back through the years and you can go and you can see what the players picked for their dinner you can see what they wore like the the iconic green um blazer all that stuff all that history and those traditions and it just feels like part of that is going to be stripped away when they merge with live and that's what I'm afraid of losing is the tradition, because that's the reason I watch golf. Um, I don't play, you guys both play. I don't play. Um, and the reason I watch is because I've watched it. Like I, I became obsessed with tiger woods and then it went to Rory and it went to, and Phil was always in the mix. And it's like, it's always just been a mesmerizing game and it's a beautiful game. And I don't think we're going to lose quality of game, but and the side aspect of the game, which maybe is just as important as the actual game itself, is the traditions associated with it. And that's what I'm afraid of losing. And I think or I hope that that's not what happens. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. But this whole thing has sparked a bunch of questions for me. So my biggest one is who the hell is in charge of this new too, yeah. merged league? Who's making the decisions? I believe they said that Jay Monahan will be will remain the commissioner. But when you see the the Saudi bank and I, I forget the guy's name, the uh I think he's called like the governor or something of the PIF. If if Jay Monahan makes a decision that he doesn't like, and then all of a sudden he's like, um no, I'm not paying for that, what happens? Like I would think the guy with the money is probably the one who's making the decision, which kind of feeds into Butsy's fear of like if 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 the PGA 
guys don't want this live format, the 54 holes, the team stuff, um, the music, the all of the stuff Butsy mentioned. But then the the Saudi bank does like I feel like if you have the money, you're controlling that. And if Jay Monahan makes a decision that the the bank doesn't like, then it they're just gonna pull the money and Monahan's gonna have to have his hand forced. That's my first question, my biggest question. Does anyone want to respond to that? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, real quick. The guy's name, the governor is named the PIF governor is Yasir El uh Rumanyan. Sorry if I butchered that, but go ahead, Butsy. I think that's a that's a very, very valid point. I it's interesting because the PGA has functioned for so many years without this invest like this, you know, any Saudi money, any any government backed money. Um I I it'll be interesting to see how this goes because if a situation arises like Jordan just suggested and proposed, the PGA, I think like golf can can fall like they have something to fall back on. There's enough guys that stayed loyal to the PGA to the point where if the changes if changes happen like I I, I talked about and that Jordan kind of um proposed, I think there will be a way out of it. And I think there will be a way for golf to remain golf. I just don't think it'll be the same. I just think there's a lot of drama surrounding all of this, no matter what happens. Um, like, like I said, the PGA survived so many years without these ginormous purses. Um, so I, I think it's going to, and if that's the only change, then that's great for golf. But if there's any sort of other changes, then I think we have issues. And I think the players will have issues as well. I wanted to talk a little bit about the players because I know I mentioned this briefly earlier. But they got absolutely fucked. The the guys that stayed loyal to the PGA got no reward for their loyalty. They weren't informed of this decision in any way until they, uh, like the public found out as well. They received an email just the same time at the same time the public found out. They declined hundreds of millions of dollars. Guys that could really use it, who are young or old, whether it's a hundred million, whether it's fifty million, whether it's five hundred million. I saw a stat today that uh, Hideki Matsuyama declined $300 million to join Live Golf. He won the Masters and pretty much, I know he had a pretty decent tournament last weekend, but he hasn't won anything since. Like $300 million for him is is like, that would be a, that's a great fucking deal. But he de- declined it to stay loyal to golf and he got no reward for that. Like these guys just got absolutely screwed, had no say in the decision, had no say or input in what was going on in this decision. And the fact that they kind of got shut out and then just kind of it got laid on them today. And I know they um, Monahan held a meeting, a players only meeting uh, at the RBC Heritage Classic in Canada. Um, all the players are up there for this weekend's tournament. He held that meeting at four today and it said there's a piece of paper. I saw a picture of it. It said like players only meeting. And then one of the PGA guys, no one knows who, but he wrote live like mm-hmm. live players only meeting. So I, I this the tension between the players and the PGA is at an all time high. Uh, that meeting got quote heated, of course, of course it did, with players quote yelling. So <laughs> good reporting from Max. Now I do think that contract stuff is fixable. Like, yeah, they they passed up their opportunity a year ago, but if the PGA and whatever this new league is called, if this if whoever's in charge is smart, they're gonna give the PGA guys bigger contracts or at least some offers. Um, now. I'm not saying that will happen. I think that should happen. I think that would keep the players at bay at least a little bit. Um, the other thing, the other fear maybe, is that the the past live guys, the guys that we've known as live guys, and the guys who stayed loyal to the PGA, I think they 
they've been they were at each other when it first happened. It was mending. It, they were getting better. They were getting more friendly. And now I just I don't know if some of those relationships will ever be fixed, which I mean, I, I guess you could say that's good for golf, like rivalries, which we haven't really had. Um, but I, I just think that's that's going to be messy. My other question is, wh- where where are we playing these tournaments? Is It's the DP World Tour, Live and PGA. So are all of the players from all three tours now like playing in random tournaments, like random live tournaments, random DP tournaments, random PGA tournaments? What's going on? Are 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 they going to have the decision about where they want to play? Are they going to be told like they have to go play in Australia, like some of these live tournaments? I just uh, they left that very up in the air. Um, are these? Is it going to be like if you're a top player, you get to decide? So I don't know. I'm just. That's not really a, a huge concern. I'm just curious about that. Like, how, how are they divvying up where these guys are playing each week? So my thought on that is this. It, it I think it really comes down to what people will watch. And one of the parts that makes golf so fucking fun is a Sunday afternoon when, you know, you flick on your TV, it's like 4 o'clock, and these guys are making the turn, coming down the back nine, and, you know, two guys are tied for the lead, and one guy's one shot back. You can just sit back on a Sunday afternoon and watch it unfold. You can't have that when you play overseas. Like you can't have that in Europe. You can't have that in Australia. They're like, there's no, like it'd be a replay or you'd have to, you know, it would end at like 10 AM on a Sunday. Like that just, I don't think that could work. I think the PGA tour has enough events um, to the point where, um, to the point where that the, the golf would stay in America, because even when they're in California, they make adjustments for the East coast time so that the broadcast ends around like 6 30 7 o'clock every tournament no matter where it is but my i want to talk about something else that that has just kind of crossed my mind if you're adding the dp world tour too pga and live that's a lot of fucking golfers yep Dude, how are you going to determine who makes what field is the cut line going to change are the field's going to be bigger because yeah. that's very difficult to do you already have guys teeing off at 6 50 in the morning to two o'clock in the afternoon like the the tea times are already fucking filled up. So are the yeah. DP World Tour guys just going to get completely cut out because they're not as good as these PGA and Live guys? What are the qualifications? Uh, I don't really know, but I, I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. Well, do they do they make it? Do, so like the field goes one thirty two, one forty four, one fifty six. Does that get bigger now? Like because you have I don't think it can. I know like that. These are all questions that like it's going to take a while to figure this all out. I know they're not implementing it right away, but those like could have profound impacts on the game if they change it or people could just get screwed out. And they're like, where, what's your alternative if you get screwed? Because now you can't go to live or you can't go to DP world tour. You there's just one. Yeah. But I I think they're going to have a spot for like, like tournaments for each level of player. I think what I think is most likely is there will be some sort of qualifying stuff and, the the best players will qualify for let's say it's it's like the pga tour style tournament and then the other guys will go play a live tournament and then the other guys will go play a dp world tour tournament so i think it'll be like that but again that's messy like guys aren't gonna want to do that so i I don't know how they're gonna decide um you know the qualifying stuff if it's world rankings which again how do you do world rankings when you're playing different tournaments uh, and you've been playing on different tours so it's it's weird. Um, I, I think that part can get figured out. 
the part I don't think can get figured out is the anger from the guys who stayed loyal to Jay Monahan and the PGA. I think I think he's losing his job um, as commissioner. A hundred percent. There's going to be an just an uprising and an outrage and the hypocrisy from him specifically and individually is too much for him to keep his position. I, and he, he has to know that, right? Like, do you make a move like this? And you're like, Oh yeah, no, they'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. He just thinks that, I I don't know. He's got to know, right? Like he has to, but then like, if he leaves, do they replace him with like Greg Norman, who was just the absolute live ambassador <laughs> for for the last year, and and like then the game of golf would completely change. Yeah, I don't, it, it, I don't, you know, I don't know all the you know GMs of golf like I like what I obviously do with the NBA and NFL and, and those type of sports. I, I don't really know uh, the guys in that you know sphere, but it's definitely an interesting question. Uh, who would a, replace him? I have a couple of questions. These are dumb, but the first one is who's the CEO? The second one is how fucking excited are you guys for um full swing season two? Apparently they got the yeah. news breaking on can on on they got record. Rory's reaction. So that's fucking awesome. And oh, I forget what the third one. Oh, th- number three, what happens to the PGA logo? That fucking sucks. I love that logo. That 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 pissed me off too. Um but yeah, and then so you have your PGA championships, right? Like your your big couple of events and all that. Majors. Like, Major, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, PGA majors. Like, what happens to those? Are those still majors or what? It seems like those are still their majors. They're a separate entity. So, got it. All right, so that's fine. Yeah, because they did have live and PGA guys at the Masters. So, So, like, for I don't know about all of them. Like, I think actually, sorry, the U.S. Open, like, it will always be the U.S. Open. I think the the Open will always be the Open, and then like the Masters is like a completely separate everything like these these majors are individual but the masters is completely different they don't have to invite anybody if they don't want to yeah because they yeah exactly so yeah it's gonna be interesting i i am excited to see i want to see golf like all of like i want to see them in japan i want to see them in wherever like mexico fucking germany wherever dude like that's that's another aspect of watching the game is just seeing the well i mean that's a the whole thing is you're seeing the course you're seeing the weather the atmosphere there at that time. But so. when are you gonna? But when are you gonna watch it? Like oh, when is that gonna be on TV? I didn't even think of that. That's I. I kind of mentioned that earlier. Like, yeah. What are you gonna do? Like, when are those tournaments gonna end? Um, broadcast times. Like, are they gonna be re-airs and that's when everyone can see yeah. it live for the first time? Like, that's not gonna fucking work. That's yeah, live too. Live did it on YouTube, and I don't. I'm. I'm guessing their view viewership wasn't great because. I mean, I personally don't know anyone who was like, yeah, did you catch the, the live tournament? They were on the um, CW too in America. Yeah, the CW network. Who watches the CW network? That's yeah. where I watch Ninja Turtles. So that's fucking, that's not, <laughs> great, but it's like not a great network. Okay. Also, I do want to be slightly fair and just see if, see what you guys think about this because there, there were definitely issues with um, live like battling the PGA and the PGA losing. So, Maybe this move for Monahan was because he saw a future that the PGA was going down regardless, and it was better to merge than it was to just go down with the ship. So let me just float some things out there. First of all, the live purses were ridiculous, especially compared to what the PGA purses were before. And every time live kept upping the purses each week, 
um, in every tournament they put on. Like the PGA guys had to go ask investors for more money for the purse, and they wouldn't even get close to some of these live purses even with that. So I'm sure investors were like, we can't keep this up forever. Like we can't just keep giving you money for, for tournament purses. Second of all, the live kept poaching players like, and kept offering players. The PGA tour lost a lot of their guys. So, and, and there was no telling, you know, how many young guys would go to the live, how many up and coming guys would end up going to live instead of the PGA tour. And then even more than that, the lawsuits from the live players who went over to the PGA tour and lost their tour card and, and felt like they were treated unfairly um, and when they were banned by the PGA. So I do think there's part of this where it's like live might've taken over the, the PGA um, in, in kind of a hostile takeover, you know, over the next couple of years, maybe the next 10 years. So I think a merger from that perspective might make sense. What do you guys think of that? Um, there's the the purses are just unbelievable and i think i would like to see a complete restructure when it comes to that so the way that live worked was they would be on contracts like each golfer would have a, a contract with a certain amount of years and then when they would win i think that would be like the, the whatever earnings they won would be taken out of their contract at least in the beginning that's how it worked um but a contract-based system is i think something that the pga could definitely benefit from and what they could use the Saudi money for. So if they turn it into a contract-based, you know, kind of performance system, like they are, there is in the NBA and the NFL and basically every other major sport across in, in the on the in the planet, uh, I think that could be very beneficial for golf. Yeah, that's not a bad idea at all. I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm interested in the funding too. They gotta are they not gonna audit the where their money is coming from on the Saudi end, you have to call that into question a little bit um, because those purses are, are massive, like you said, but how are they getting money like that much money to put into purses continuously over time? It's a little bit questionable. And well, it's from my understanding, the PIF is essentially the fed of, of the United States. Like it's literally their bank. They're, they're they have unlimited bank. money. Saudis they bank. have unlimited money. <laughs> yeah. So the Saudis have unlimited money. Like they are the richest people on the planet. Like I don't now, care if you Google people, somebody's net worth. People aren't rich. It's like the no, the government, the PIF. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I guess like, like you can't audit where the the U.S. is getting their money. Like it's a government. It's hard to do that. They control the auditors. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think. That, that was the whole problem with Live in the first place is we know where the money's coming from. Not a good spot. Not good things are happening over there. And those are the people that are funding this. So that's the big thing. Yeah. What, I, what I'm asking is because the, this company is – well, I guess we'll have to see. We don't know this yet. But I'm, I'm assuming the company is going to be based out of America where the majority of tournaments yeah. and tours are. And if that's the case and, – and you're, it's not like they're, all of this funding is coming from – I guess it is being brought in by PAF. I don't know. It's going to be interesting because it, it's because it's taken place on American soil that brings in new laws and regulations onto what they can do, like how they, what money they can use and things of that nature. Not to mention if this is a dumb one and this is far fetched, but what happens if there's like a war that breaks out or something is golf. <laughs> like if it, like even if it's unrelated to America, but like, what if there is an issue in the middle East is that <laughs> inherently just affect golf? Like if their funding is cut. Well, the, 
if I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the U.S. government and Saudi government are on better terms now. Couldn't like, tell. You. If, I'm not saying between each other. I'm saying like Saudi in a separate country. Let's say like Yemen invades Saudi Arabia, and then there's a war in Saudi Arabia. Does and the U.S. isn't involved for some miraculous reason. Yemen. Yeah, just fucking. Does somehow like the the funding just gets cut, and they're just like, oh well, because Saudi Arabia is an issue. Like, yeah. I don't. I I think the we see big numbers like three hundred million dollars, and we think, holy shit, that's a ton of money. And I think that's pennies for, for like a government. But oil is also a finite resource, so <laughs> yeah. Little... But that's something that we don't have to worry about for a yeah. long time. And another Saturday twenty years, right then we'll start actually giving a fuck. Yeah, yeah, as a sustainability major, I just I'm I'm I have to mention that. Just slide that in there a little bit. Go electric. Pull. We brag. We brag. It's not a brag. It's a terrible major. Um. All right. But okay. <laughs> fears or thoughts or just. I got one. Just holy fuck! This has been a crazy day in golf. Uh, Ryder Cup. Yeah, um, that's happening this fall. There yeah. was a lot of uh, speculation whether live players <laughs> should be allowed to play in the Ryder Cup. A hundred percent, by the way, they should a thousand percent be allowed to play in the Ryder Cup. Um, and that's where a lot of these you know relationships get formed is when they're on these teams together, like the Presidents Cup, the Ryder Cup, and when they win. I mean, DJ gave one of the most hilarious interviews. That we've seen in a long time. He was absolutely fucking shit faced talking to reporters and Justin Thomas and uh, Brooks oh. Kepka were just joking in the background about how drunk DJ was talking to the reporters and the and the fans. So that was like that like that's and, you know and that's an aspect of golf that I think a lot of a lot more people can relate to uh, as the game has grown to a much wider audience. Um, I'm excited for for the Ryder Cup. I think a lot of these guys are going to be playing um, together, and I think the relationship might not be great, but like these guys, like the the top guys, like your your Justin Thomases, your DJs, your uh, Scotty Schefflers, like they're not worried about money, you know. Like it, like they're really not. I know it's like pretty much generational, generational, generational wealth for the live guys, but still, like there's gonna be a little salt, but I don't think it's gonna harm any uh, relationships between those guys. I mean, you you named three pretty chill guys, so I think when JT's you my at- guy. If you had named Phil Mickelson and Rory McIlroy, yeah, two guys have been very outspoken on yeah. each side of this. Like, that's gonna be those are gonna be some awkward <laughs> encounters. Phil's been man. a prick on Twitter. Yeah, and, and like I said though, the awkward encounters it might suck for them, but for the game of golf, like that might be good TV. And this as a whole is going to make for good TV. So this is the the last question I have is like, everyone who stuck with the PGA, the fans included here were shitting on live golf for where they got their money. What do the fans do now? Does this affect viewership? Like, are people going to be like, Oh, I, I can't watch this anymore. It's Saudi back that the, those guys yeah. are criminals. It's corrupt. Like, I just don't see that happening. So it it's a weird situation. Like even for me, I, I said the same stuff. Like that's a corrupt league live golf. And, and now it's all one it's all corrupt and i'm still gonna watch just i'm just <laughs> letting you know we have to it's part of our job now because we if we're... it stays golf i will watch but if it's a party and it's you know three days of just people wearing shorts by the way huh i don't want to see any shorts on the, on this new this new tour Weird. i don't want to see any shorts just kidding I, I think shorts are cool yeah um my last question is is this the biggest day in modern golf history most important um yeah I think as of right now, yeah, it's got to be. I mean, 
there it's still there's so many things up in the air about this we like we already asked a million questions that we have no way of knowing the answer to so there could be a bigger day where they they announce that you know in the coming weeks or the coming months and we we get this finalized we see who's really in charge um we see the format we see where the players are going to play we see if the guys who stayed with the PGA get any money for right now though uh, i i think this is the biggest day in professional golf history yeah monopolized golf it's kind of crazy we just watched a monopoly happen so you guys Not, you, you guys don't think the any any of the fans any of the loyal fans or even like some of the PGA announcers are going to like quit their jobs or like stop supporting this new league because of where the money's coming from you think that's just all of a sudden that there's doesn't a matter of, there's a lot of people so I, i'm sure there's going to be at least someone that does that but i there's a lot of I, demographics too now that golf has reached since covid like the old heads and the in the the people who've grown up to just watch the same brand of golf for the entire life which honestly is, has been great um they might not be a fan of this i i think the announcing will be will be interesting i think that's a great yeah. point like will Jim Nance still be on the call for every Sunday or every, you know, lot, like every televised stream. Um, that gets me to get off. If like, if Jim there's Nance, no Jim Nance, I'm done. Like, yeah, like if, they, if, they, if he's not on as much, that hurts my viewership to be honest. If like, if I don't hear like, hello friends, like welcome to, welcome to Augusta. Like if, yeah, exactly. if it's, if it's like Joe Buck for some reason, like I feel like Joe Buck would be a live guy. I feel like he would be, be a guy that'd be okay with that. Like if Joe Buck was just like, and here we are at Augusta National. Like I would, I would probably turn my, I'd probably turn my TV off. Yeah, that'd be tough. He's screaming <laughs> while Brooks is uh, fucking putting. What a win for Brooks! He won the day. He won the year. <laughs> Brooks definitely. Brooks has been having a pretty good month, I would say. Yeah, yeah. He was he a, bro- a lot of coke. He, um... he went. He went really far from being the broken man. Yeah, to was in full swing to what he is right now. Yeah, that's true. He tweeted. Um, who so who is this guy? Brandel Chambly. Is he like he's a announcer and he was very outspoken against Liv and Brooks yeah. we didn't like Chambly welfare check or something? Like I that's that's a guy who I, I could see like quitting his job or either that or just being super outspoken against this oh. league and then getting fired. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I, I think a lot I think you'll see more firings than quittings. But like I said, if it stays the same, if the golf structure that everyone has come to know and love stays the same, and it's just contracts for the players and bigger money in this thing, but everything stays the same, I think we'll be all right. I think everyone will be okay. I think I think everyone. I don't know. There's gonna people are gonna care about the the Saudi Arabia backed money more than I think you guys are letting on because. I haven't really looked into all the human rights stuff. From what I've heard, it's pretty bad. So it's like, not great. And, and people bad. really, really care about that stuff. So I do think there could be, I don't know, some right, some but, backlash from the fans. Okay, but I think you're the demographic of people who watch golf and play golf is very segregated. Is a lot more segregated. Like, there's yes, they're trying to grow the game. They're getting more people in there. But it's still the majority is white, middle upper middle and up upper class men. So I don't know if those guys are necessarily guys that are more apt to be um or are more willing to, you know, like take a stand against something like that. If we had 
a demographics of like you know or if we had different demographics um maybe there'd be something different and maybe people would take more of a stand but i mean we know like that's our demographic and i know that it's not a lot of us we're not very outspoken on politics or you know things of that nature so yeah, we're I, also 21 year old dudes in college who like played sports our whole lives and yeah have school and we have a podcast about sports like we po politics just isn't our thing for a lot of these guys who are like you said older um a lot of very smart people a lot of people who really spoke out against live i'm interested to see what they're gonna say now like yeah, yeah. Or, or if they're gonna watch like I, I just i don't know I'm I'm interested in that too. It sounds to me like the relation. It's honestly a pretty simple idea as to why they merged. It seems that the PGA was successful because the way that the product they were putting out was the best and was the most familiar, and everyone was enjoying what was happening. Right, Live had poor product, not a lot of viewerships, um, not a, not a lot of like success with the product, but they have more funding. And they were able to start poaching players over. And eventually, I think the fear was you were going to get all the better players over to live down the road, but you're going to have worse product and worse, at least worse presentation of the product. So what they did was try and nip it in the bud and combine the funding with the correct product and presentation to create one super league that in theory could be successful. But yeah, you're right. There's questions about the the where the money's coming from. Also, not to mention, I mean... A lot of those guys that we talked about in the demographic at mentioned like 40, 50, 60, those guys were alive for 9-11. And I I see what you're saying, that they could totally be against um getting money from those people that people have been saying might be associated with 9-11 and all that type of shit. So very interesting stuff. It's gonna be a crazy next couple of months, weeks, days in golf, and I can't wait to see what happens. Any final thoughts before we go? Butsy. Yeah, LPGA tour. What's what's going to happen there? Uh, is that going to stay LPGA tour, or is that is that now Saudi back too? I mean, that's kind of a fair point. I, I I'm guessing it stays LPGA because there was no L live. <laughs> so, L live. <laughs> there's no merger to be had. Well, there's no live. But I mean, <laughs> it, I guess the LPGA is part of the PGA, so I have no fucking clue. Yeah, they probably will be affected in some way. Yeah, think bigger purses that that would be that's all like a Gucci purse instead yeah, of uh, they've got to be they've got to be if LP it says PJ Tour in the name so that it sounds like PJ Tour is being not liquidated but is gone so it, they're going through a rebranding process, man. Yeah, so they, which will be similar going to the Love Cats. <laughs> I mean, the Lovecast has more investment money than the Saudis, but you know. <laughs> um, Good no. joke, dude. Everyone laughs so hard. Where my funny <laughs> notes aren't going over, but anyways, um, I, I would, I think the LPGA is going to be effective as well. I think they'll at least get That's higher purses. I, I don't see why not. That would be kind of fucked up. If the... <laughs> oh no, wait, we'll let you guys go. <laughs> we guys hang out. But who knows? Like, like I guess. To the point Jordan was making about the human rights stuff. Like, yeah, I didn't even think of that. If it's Saudi Arabian money, they're like, hey. Uh, right. Would they not be okay with funding women's yeah. golf? Like, who the hell knows? But I think it's a, it might be a little, you know, a beyond our, beyond yeah, that's our beyond knowledge. Our but... right there. 
we are, yeah. we are not knowledgeable on that or well, to drop it in there for all our female yeah, listeners. No, that's a you bring up a great point and that's interesting. Uh amateur golf not affected, right? Probably. Maybe no. maybe No, I, I think the USGA stays the USGA. College golf, not really nothing. College golf is completely separate, so that's all good. That's why yeah, just um corn fairy tour, different from the PGA tour, so corn fairy will stay corn fairy, I assume. Corn Ferry yeah. bigger than the mega tour that's happening right now somehow. Rory, go over. All right, Max. Uh, all right, Max. Rory, all right. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking Irish thing, anyways. All right, Max. I, I want to let you know your mic was way too quiet this whole pod. Are you? Did you see? Are you being serious right now? <laughs> no, he's not. You're good. You're okay. Fucking a. All right. Thank you all for listening. Pretty quiet. Are you being serious right now? I, all right. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We will be back. To recap game three, Heat versus Nuggets. Um, if any more news breaks, we'll do more emergency podcasts. Um, so don't go anywhere for that. I mean, do go here, but don't, you know, stay <laughs> safe. Uh, all right. Thank you all for listening and peace. <laughs>